Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Hi and welcome to episode two of the Business and Heels podcast. I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Today's guest believes that success starts with true clarity. Know what you want before setting out to achieve your goals. And she certainly walks her talk. Joining me today is Lily Grecker. She and her husband run an online floral and gift company called Maya Fiore. And their point of difference is that they donate 100% of their net profit to local charities programs, something that is near and dear to their hearts. Lily came to Australia from Vietnam when she was five years old with her mother and two elder brothers. Now 30 years on, Lily is married to a beautiful Italian man whom she met at RMIT University over 16 years ago and together they have two amazing children. Their children are their world, so both Lily and her husband have worked really hard to create a lifestyle where they can be front and centre and involved in their children's lives. Now on today's show, Lily is going to be sharing how your why and your core values can often be your point of difference and what distinguishes you and your business from the crowd, how to minimise mistakes in both life and business, how to win customers, retain and grow your business and so much more. So welcome to the show. Show Lily. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Look, as I was reading through your profile and learning a little bit more about your business, the fact that you really understand you've got true clarity about what you want to create for your business, your life, your family, and the business, Maya Fiore, and I'll get you to explain in a moment how you came up with that beautiful Italian name, but it really, you contribute back to a lot of charities that are near and dear to your heart as well. So I think, as I said, you, you walk your talk so it's lovely to have you on the show tell us Mie Fiore how did you come up with that name and what does it mean we always knew that we wanted to create a company around flowers and, and, and gift per se and um, nothing nothing really spelt out in terms of a, a name of flower for instance using lily or using roses etc we wanted something that is uh, perhaps a little bit more exotic um and so i was just playing with the words my flowers and the different languages that uh, my flowers could translate to in another more romantic language and 
of course, because I'm married to a beautiful Italian, I was asking him and his family, how do you say my flowers in Italian? I was asking my mom and friends that were French, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, it just made sense when we compared it all that Mie Fiori kind of clicked and it was a tribute to of course um my husband's italian heritage it just it's it's quick and it's it's only two um acronyms and so that's basically the reason why we compared against many we want it to mean my flowers which means that it's your flowers that we deliver and you can do whatever you want with it yes. um so that's something that came about wonderful and i think as business owners so often we put so much thought into that and when we share the story behind the story if you will and about the name of our business and our why it really resonates i think with our ideal clients because obviously there's this message you want to really create a business that helps others create their their flowers, their bouquet, their special gifts, which obviously want they want to then go and send to someone they care about, someone that they want to celebrate alongside. So thank you for sharing the story. Now, one of the things that I mentioned was that you've really understood, you've taken the time to, to get really clear about the core values. You've just shared how you came up with the name of your business and your point of difference and what really distinguishes you and your business from the crowd is that you donate a hundred percent of the net profit to local charity programs tell us why is that so important to you and your husband in the business so the reason why being able to number one create a company that was in the industry that we uh, we know are passionate about mm. the second is that we wanted to be able to make sure that we use the profit of that particular business whatever that may be to fund and support local children or adult or local charity programs. And the reason is because our parents were so lucky. Uh, you know, years ago when we were given, Australia gave our parents a second opportunity of life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they've worked really, really hard and they gave us an amazing opportunity in education and healthcare. And, and for that, we've been able to have things in abundance and we've got surplus and stuff and mm-hmm. now that we've got two kids of our own we just can't imagine children not being able to be provided with what we could provide our children today so that's basically where it stemmed from and then of course reading more and knowing more because my husband Rob is very much into politics and and what's um, happening in the world as well as Australia and everyone classify us being you know, the lucky country, mm-hmm. but more than 10% of our population live below the poverty line and half of that are, are children. So we wanted to be able to use all the skills and experiences that we have had to be able to help um, the Australian economy to close that gap. And so for us, we looked at what we know very well, what our skill set allows us to be able to achieve that goal. And then when we looked into the um, economy spend of flowers and gift, the numbers was just huge. And um, we classified flowers and gift as a luxury commodity, which mm-hmm. means that if you've got money to be able to buy flowers and gift, it means that you've got surplus funds to be able to help those who don't. Yes. And so that was one of our biggest interests. And because in what we do, we, we, we know flowers very well and we know interiors and colours extremely well. So that was a, a huge bonus. That's just so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And what I love about that is that as you're sharing that, we can hear the passion, the 
the drive? Because it is very core and central, obviously, to, to you and yet your husband. And what a lot of business owners don't realise is that when you align your why with your core values and what really gets you up in the morning, it really determines and guides the decisions that you make in your business, who you hire, the projects that you say yes to, uh, joint venture partners, refer all of that. But what it does, and, and share a little bit about some of the successes that you have, I'm sure, it enables you to reach successes, if you will, and we all determine success in, in our own way, but doors open up, opportunities open up for us. And also too, it helps us to overcome challenges and those moments in business when we when we all have them, oh my goodness, you know, another day of challenges. But it's our why that drives us, it gets us up, it keeps us passionate. Have you found that too in your business? Yeah, absolutely. And because it's on all fronts, the commodity and the, the products that we actually deliver and the services that we have, and then of course, the, the programs that we get to be involved in and, mm. and that we can actually see the difference it makes in our community. It just really, it's not even a day of work. Like I get so excited to come <laughs> yes. out and bounce out of the bed every single day to try and see how I could better it, how I could do better, how I could grow it and, and make sure that more families are benefiting from what we're doing. For people that are listening, so there may be someone that's listening today and has not really clearly defined their why or had that clarity, which is something that you say is so important. What were some of the things that you and perhaps you and your husband did together uh, to help maybe some questions that you asked or there were some activities, maybe journaling and so forth that helped you really define and get so clear on your why? Yeah, and I think for us, we just asked a lot of why. Yes. <laughs> um, exactly that. And I am a huge advocate for asking why for both personal life mm -hmm. as well as in business. And so when it came to um, putting together our business plan and strategy for Mie Fiori, we really wanted to understand for ourselves why, where, you know, why, what, how. Um, and when. So be able to really know and navigate and understand them very clearly because if you know them very clearly, you can then um, share that with somebody else because mm. if you don't know that to be able to share it and you're then challenged by it and you don't know the answer to it, then it means that you don't have true conviction and truly believe in your product or your service or your um, your strategy. Yes, and I think what's really important about that is that, yes, we, we're really passionate about a business and in a moment we're gonna talk about how to minimize mistakes in both business and, and life. There are things that happen, unexpected things, or we might've set our, you know, our sights on a specific goal or, or even an activity, but sometimes for some unknown reasons, these things may fall through. But when we're yep. so connected to our wife, and what drives us and it's just central to who we are we do pick up the pieces a lot quicker we refocus and we just continue on whereas often when we're wavering it's because we haven't really gotten that focus gotten that clarity and that kind of doesn't drive us or pull us forward have you also found that too yeah, absolutely, Amory, for sure, 100%. So let's talk about minimising mistakes. Now, I know in business and life, there are often challenges and there are things when we look back in hindsight, we think, you know what, wouldn't have done that. What are some things that you've done, maybe some insights and lessons that you've learned that'll help us to minimise those mistakes in both life and business? So one of the things that I mentioned before is um, really get intimate with the why. Mm -hmm. um, asking why is, I think a lot of people 
um, I have noticed or found today we're very um, solution based. We're too quick to give solutions. Mm-hmm. We're too quick to be able to try to showcase our knowledge, to be able to impress others with what we know instead of really understanding the why. So in, in whether it'll be personal or it's in business, one of my biggest I guess um, recommendation would be sometime um, if possible to be able to um, pretend you don't know and ask a lot why the reason is because you want to be able to know whether the person that you're actually engaging in whatever that may be has got the professional knowledge or professional backing to be able to help you and if you ask all this whys you're extracting that knowledge and then you could use that knowledge to be able to benchmark that against someone similar. And then if they have, uh, they, their response is different, you can then ask more why as to why one person has recommended something and someone else has recommended something different mm-hmm. and then understand their why. So I have an 80-20 rule, which is you listen 80% of the time yes. and you speak 20% of the time because if you can absorb the knowledge and the information from others, you are less likely to be able to, number one, make mistakes because you're learning and observing and absorbing all that beautiful um, knowledge and skills that they are sharing with you instead of being quick to share what you know. You know, I I just recall as you're speaking a previous podcast interview that I did, and she was very much similar to what you are saying in that she asked a lot of why questions too, particularly as her and her husband were making business decisions about mentors and other JV joint venture partners and so forth. And one of the questions she often was asking was around the why and also gaining a little bit of information about that individual she was speaking, you know, to whom she was speaking. And I remember her saying some feedback that she got was this gentleman was providing information. And when she asked them, how have you implemented this in your own life in your own business and he said oh I haven't actually I've only just gotten into the industry and this is what I've learned and she said to him well you know what I really appreciate your honesty however why would we do something if you haven't done it yourself and just through being curious she was able to then make an informed decision in that instance it was is no but it's so true we need to ask more questions don't you think Absolutely. And I think we mastered it so well when we were young because right now our children are at the two and three year old stage and they love, they're so curious and they ask why all the time. Mm. And then I think as we got older, that that totally faded because we're conditioned by our society and the environment in a certain way. And I think that it's so important to be able to continue to master that because it is incredible you know, I guess, knowledge to be able to to just make it natural and second nature to dig deep and get to the core of things. Something else that I think is really important too as business owners is that sometimes we will look online or we'll read information articles and so forth, listen to podcasts where people are sharing information about how to build your business, marketing and so forth. Yet, if we ask the right sort of questions and ponder and, and, and really look at, okay, so what's being said and then what's true for us? I mean, we don't necessarily need need to adopt everything, you know, 100% in in what we're being advised. We may want to tweak, we may want to do something slightly different. Have you also found that gathering that information and then making the right decision that aligns with your why and what you want to do in your business has enabled you to tweak and use information, but in a way that's relevant and appropriate for you and your business? 
Yes, absolutely. And I, I have this major rule in our family is that I don't make immediate decisions. I need to be able to ask. And I guess sometimes people get nervous because I, I do. I'm so curious. I really want to know, you know, all the whys, why they're recommending what they're recommending, mm -hmm. um, why that solution is, is the best and and why is there no alternative or you know why is there is an alternative and I keep digging and digging and then of course I'll go on and I'll ask the same and and I'll have multiple um, I guess forums to be able to compare yes. and then once I have all the information that's laid out in front of me then we'll be able to assess what we need and what we want and then how how those information can service or support us. And by asking those whys, number one, we're able to qualify which professional, which person we can trust and do business with. Mm -hmm. um, two, the whether that person's uh, you know is, is genuine or not and does really know the knowledge that they do know. Because if you keep digging further and further and they don't have clarity to be able to respond to you, then they're just textbook um, yes. responses, and that's not what you want. You want someone who really has conviction, knows what they're what, what they're about, and they have experiences to be able to back them up. But without asking those why's, it's going to be hard, and you you don't need to be the expert of everything. But what I recommend you should do is is to lean on the you know subject matter experts to be able to guide you. But asking why allows you to choose the right subject matter experts to be able to help you on your journey. Perfect. So so wise because how many stories do you hear about business owners investing and unfortunately the so-called expert that they invested in didn't really have the relevant information for that particular business, their particular business. So very um, important insights you shared there. Let's talk about winning customers, retaining and, and growing our business because we only need to look on the internet. We have a plethora of information. It can become really overwhelming. What are some key insights you've learned along the way? I think one of the biggest thing is to be genuine, to, to really be genuine from from get-go. So whether it is from your branding um, to, to yourself, to be consistent, to be sincere, but then on top of that, to be able to win customers, you need to come across definitely trustworthy, someone who is going to care for them. One of the things that has helped us is knowing who they are. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of research before we engage any of our customers because we want to be able to know who they are, how long they've been in business for, why they got into the business, what is their corporate structure, what is important to them, mm -hmm. what do they have today, what do they like about what they have today and what what they would like to improve and change. I think once again, just lots and lots of questions to unravel and scope the requirement and know your customers extremely well. Then they will be really impressed that you understand their DNA and their corporate guidelines and their branding style guides. So you know what's important, what ticks their box. I think if you go in there trying to win them, but you don't know who they are, that's going to be challenging. Yes, absolutely. This morning I had a conversation with a, a business who was looking at potentially rebranding and they were coming up with all sorts of speculations and so forth. And I just said to them, you've already got existing clients who are interacting with you. They're engaged because they know, like and trust you. They've been doing business with you for some time. 
instead of speculating and guessing, why don't you go back and have a conversation with them? Because so often our existing clients or people who really know know us um, really well is, is going to provide the right information. But it's again, being curious ask them people are quite happy if you ask them the right questions to be able to give you feedback so that we don't have to make a lot of assumptions once you've got the customer so you've already shown that you know them and that you have their best interest at heart because mm. you have research and you have you know exactly what they, they want then the next phase i would say to be able to make sure is to retain them because that's yes. you know winning a business is really hard so you want to be able to keep it because your hard work needs to pay off. So for us, the advice I have with trying to retain your customers is making sure that you keep your finger on the pulse. Mm -hmm. Keep close to your customers. And I mentioned at the start to be genuine, remain to be genuine. It doesn't matter if your business uh, grows, make sure you scale to, the, at the, I guess, at the speed in which you can still maintain that genuine relationship with your customers be consistent as i mentioned before don't change for how you are at the start try to keep it consistent and then the third thing which is really really vital is constantly seek for feedback and you know thrive on any type of feedback good bad and if anything i love the bad feedback more than i do the good feedback because the constructive um, negative one allows us to grow allows us to understand the gaps where we can actually improve basically that's how we would like to be able to retain Yes. That's what we do to retain our customers. I think retaining customers and all of the touch points and the things that you've just shared are just absolutely brilliant and so very important because as we know, there are so many different other businesses who are entering the marketplace and vying for the attention of our existing customers. Are there any things, I mean, I know that you're in, in the, the floral and the gifts and, and giving gifts, you know, it doesn't need to be giving gifts all the time, but just nice little thank yous and things like that in the relationships of, um, um, you know, the, the clients that you're dealing with can be beautiful. Are there some things that you've done in your business that have worked really well in retaining customers? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that we have in our policy is that we're very key on service and relationships because as we, I mentioned earlier, winning them is really hard. So we want to be able to make sure that, you know, we, we retain them. And one of the biggest things that um, we have got in our business that works really well is not only do we need to remember every single person's name um, mm -hmm. but we also need to remember their date of birth so we don't need the year just their birth dates yes. um, etc and then just key milestones so that we could send them a surprise um, mm -hmm. we need to as I mentioned so important to be able to keep a finger on the pulse so keeping that relationship very very close with our, um, our buyers is really key so being able to know if they're having a good week or a bad week um, to be able to send surprises to be able to um, you know improve that mood to be able to remind them that we care and just remind them that we we really want to be there and we know you and we're not just your supplier but we're your friend yes I think in the day and age that we are now in you know with digital and there's great ways to kind of follow up and provide that really nice the touch points for your clients with the digital tools that we have the way to to really stand out these 
these days is go back to some of the old-fashioned ways that we did yes. things, sending cards, sending little gifts, you know, particularly around milestones. That's what often I will say to, to people, you know what, have a look at what the market tends to do. When they're zigging, you zag. Or can you reinvent, you know, something that perhaps was from yesteryear and give it new life, put your own brand experience, that is really going to stand out and wow customers. And those kind of things our customers talk about to their community, don't they? You should have seen this beautiful floral arrangement, this little gift we got from Mie Fiore. It was beautiful. And those are the things that our customers talk about, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think to go deeper than just that person's, um, and you mentioned, you know, your milestones and anniversaries. And for us, it's, it's exactly that. It's knowing, you know, things that other people wouldn't take the time to care about, yes. such as, you know, their children's names and their children's, um, they're about to start school or their anniversary, they're the mother or father that's not well. Just little things like that because you've built such an amazing friendship relationship. You know them so well, you're mm. on this journey with them. And the other thing is to be able to always share knowledge. We never hide it. We're very, 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 very transparent. So we always share trends that are coming up. We always show them what we have done and what we think is going to be amazing for their new launches. So we're just constantly giving them information to be able to help them um, make sure their flowers last longer, what they're doing, um, where they should put them, etc. So we're constantly giving away information because we believe that that will that that type of I guess information giver will help us build our relationship too and trust. Oh, absolutely. So what what you were just saying, and I just want to reiterate this for people who may just have missed this absolutely wonderful golden nugget to the many you've already shared, is that if we are providing a product or even a service, what follow-up can we do? What other things can we provide, such as information or a resource that enables them to, in your instance, prolong the life of those flowers or use that product and service in the best possible way? Again, that is going to stand out. It's going to have them continue to have a better experience of our product and service. And again, because of that information sharing and being transparent, uh, Lily, I'm sure that people come back and share, oh, I just couldn't think of anybody else that I wanted to, to go back to because of the fact that I was looked after and I continue to be looked after so well when I'm dealing with your business. Yes, absolutely. So tell us, how do we find out more about Mie Fiore? And I'm, I'm going to be practicing that, Mie Fiore. <laughs> It's beautiful. I'm sure your husband just rolls off his tongue when he <laughs> says that. How can people get in contact with you? And then let us know also too, which chapter of the Business and Heels are you attending? For us, we could be reached on our website, by email or by phone. Mm -hmm. um, we have multiple channels and um, with corporates, we have a, a client relationship um, person that's dedicated and designer um, yes. dedicated for that business. So we could be rich in any way and we love a chat. Um, so if you think that, you know, you want to see us in person because you want to show us around to be able to get ideas on whether that arrangement is suitable for that particular space or venue, give us a call and we'll definitely come out and see you. There's never an issue in terms of what type of medium um, you can contact. Fantastic. So do you want to share your website and maybe even the best telephone number to get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So for our, our website is www.miefiori, so M-I-E-I-F-I-O-R-I.com.au. 
And our telephone number is 1300 482348 or you can email us at hello at Fantastic. And Lily, what business and heels chapter is is the chapter that you frequent? Oh goodness, I go to all <laughs> You you visit all of them? Wonderful. I do, I actually do. I, I love business and heels groups because I go I have attended, I guess, networking forums for so many years because I truly believe the power of people and, mm. and networking. But I have found that uh, with business and heels, it really does encourage genuine conversation. It's not about swapping business cards. And I, I have found that I actually get to sit and and really have a proper conversation with some of the business owners um, that attend Business and Hills functions and really know who they are, what they do, unlike other groups where it's very much very brief, very on the surface. I attend uh, Melbourne, I attend Bayside. I attend Mornington, I attend oh, um, Southeastern. So yes, if there's a great topic and I'm available, I'm there. Oh, fantastic. Well, I hope to connect with you in uh, one of the in-person events as, as well. And yes, Lisa and Joe have created a Business and Heels community, one that is really unique, really special. And of course, the Business and Heels podcast where we get to feature incredible entrepreneurs that share their insights to help other women in business create successful businesses too. So thank you so very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. So thank you again for joining us today. And we want to continue the conversation over on the Business and Heels Facebook pages and groups. Now to find those groups and business pages, go to www.businessinheels.com for further details. While you're over there, why don't you share one haha that you've taken away from today's show and maybe what's one action step that you're committing to take within the next 24 hours to get into action and one of the things that Lily has shared so you can continue to grow your network and grow your business. We cannot wait to read your comments and connect with you at one of our upcoming in-person or even our online networking events. Now remember, get clear, walk in confidence as your destination is closer than you think.